The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Well, we're going to switch up now, and we're going to talk about fiction books, and we're going to speak to a prolific fiction author. His name is Jason Tavares, and he's the author of three books, The Shadow Inside, Existence, The Tale of a Fanged Killer, and Broken Tracks Beneath Forgotten Windows. And each of these stories that are fictional can be found on Amazon. He started writing actually as a high school student. And then many of his stories, you know, are are really, they're about character development. He's going to tell us about those and about his new book that he's writing as well. Jason Tavares. Jason, welcome. Oh, hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Tell us about these books. They're quite, these titles are really something forgotten Broken Tracks, Beneath Forgotten Windows, The Shadow Inside, um, and then the one called Existence, The Tale of a Fanged Killer. They sound almost like mystery, murder mystery books. Are they? Well, they're actually uh, scary stories with strong morals. Um, really? Normally, those two things don't tie in I together know. very often. So how do you uh, the do characters, that? Uh, they're really dynamic characters who are put against like an extraordinary circumstance. Um, they're not evil in any way, but sometimes what they're against may be evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't always wrap up at the end as happy, you know, like, you know, flowers and going down a, you know, with a beautiful uh, sunrise or sunset. They're not always happy endings, but at the same time, they've come to terms with what they're faced with and they deal with it the best they can for the ending that I, you know, write them into. Where do you get your ideas from? Uh, random be honest with you, like, um, we have, for instance, I belong to AVA, the Association of Rhode Island Authors, as you do, um, and we have the anthology coming up, and, we, and the anthology is called Shoreline. Everybody's writing off-the-topic Shoreline. Well, hmm. that one word, I came up with a 5,000-word story within wow. like, two and a half days, and I, you know, I'm just editing it now, but it's a great story. So with me, the ideas just come, like, they threw Shoreline Like from me. life? Just from life? Oh, from life, yeah, just, you know, from life, from, you know, people I've met, situations I've been in, things, you know, dreams that I've had, and I write, jot stuff down, and I build the stories off of that. Wow. Is there any particular moral that you think underlies all the books, or is it Integrity. Really? Always always integrity. I feel that um, even when you take anybody's traits, if you're an employer looking to hire somebody, it it only truly matters what you do when nobody's looking. Mm. Because if you could have all the integrity in the world when people are looking and giving you awards and they're patting you on the back and stuff, if it's not there when you're alone behind closed doors, it's really not real. Mm. Hmm. 
So give us an example. Tell us something. Tell us something from a um, just one of your stories that you think would just something you think would really interest us that might illustrate the integrity. Well, um, Existence, The Tale of a Fanged Killer, that's the second book that I wrote. It came out in 2010. Um, it's about a guy who he's actually stricken, in a sense, with the disease of being a vampire. He considers it a disease until he kind of works it in a way that works for him. But he was an animal advocate prior to becoming a vampire. And even afterwards, the animal kingdom didn't look at him very kindly being a vampire because that's not a, you know, a creature of... God, in a sense, um, but he's still stuck to being an animal advocate. He was still there for their mm. rights and well-being, despite how they thought of him. So he's mm. after his gun. So that's a that's a pretty big integrity piece that's written throughout that story. Hmm. All right, and tell us about. Um, let's talk about a different one, like the the shadow inside. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, the shadow inside, um, that's a lot of integrity in there as well. And, um, that's a story where it's a kid from Providence that sees shadows and they notice him noticing them. So it's like in the story, I write pretty in, in depth about, you know, the shadows see people all the time, but not always do they get recognition in a way that this kid recognized them. And it's a pretty good story. It talks about how he grows up and deals with them. And that, that was the first book I wrote that came out in 08. Um, the book's on a trilogy, but, you know, me liking to write did trigger, you know, the ability to write the other books off of how happy I was with the results of that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk about a, a couple of your other, one of your other books that you haven't mentioned yet and how that ties um, in. Uh, Broken Tracks, Beneath Forgotten Windows, um, that story is a 14-chapter book of 8,000-word chapters. I try to mm. keep it as close to 8,000 words a piece as I can, but with that, it's extremely in-depth. And the way that book kind of ties into the other ones, a few of the characters you see here and there in the, you know, here and there from the others in that story, but most of all, it's a guy who's lost in fiction. And the fiction that he's lost in in the story is actually his reality, being lost in fiction. Mm. Mm. That's kind of a nice wrap-up for you know, a fictional author. You're right now. You're writing an in-depth fiction, and the fiction is his reality because that's where he lives and can't really come out of. Interesting. Now you're writing another book. Yeah, but actually, uh, because of uh, Era, um, they have us doing that short story anthology. I decided to make my next book just a bunch of short stories because um, it was so. I, I thought it would be such a difficult thing to write a short story, and then when they threw this at me to try it. You know, being part of the meeting, I tried it, and I was able to put a good story together in four days. So I'm going to make my next book all short stories. Hmm. With the same kind of theme of integrity? Uh, well, integrity-based characters, I mean, I don't push that through the whole story, but I think, like, I'm a person of high integrity, I think. I mean, like, with anybody in the world, there's people that like you and people that don't like you. Um, but I seem to write toward characters that are integrity-based. So mm-hmm. must mean like I put a lot of myself into the story. Mm-hmm. All right. Like we have a... people could be, you know. So give tell us one of tell us one of your stories, like for example, um, like for example, in the book Existence, a man must face the actions of his past. So explain that, how he has to do that. 
Um, well, the actions of his past, um, he is reborn in the story as this fanged killer. So, mm-hmm. for things that he's done in the past, um, he's done some violent acts. I mean, these guys in the stories that I write about and these characters, they're not always, you know, the best characters. They do have strong morals and strong integrity while going through, you know, the different things that they do in the, in the tales that they're up against. So, him being a vampire, he has killed people throughout the book. Mm-hmm. But he actually kills, and it's weird to say, in a tasteful, I can't kill in a tasteful way, but he kills in a tasteful manner that I think most people secretly would accept. With some of the characters, some of the things that he's up against and the people that he has attacked and fought. And, and so I guess my question to you, without giving the plot away, is how could you say that he is a man of integrity, or would you say he is? Well, um, he sticks to his guns on things. There was a, there's a love interest in each of the stories. Yeah. And in that one, there was a girl that he fell for one night before turning into a vampire. And they end up linking up and being together. They were meant to be together. So he really, you know, stuck by his guns and stuck mm-hmm. by what he wanted to do to be with her through everything in the tale. This reminds That's me a little bit of, tell me if I'm right, there's a series on television called Once Upon a Time. Oh, I, I actually don't even watch much television. Now. Yeah, but there, there's some of that. I mean, it's not it's not with vampires, but it's that kind of surreal, you know. But there's a, there's a lot of a love love plots in, in there as well. All right, well we've got we've got about four minutes to break, so yep. you, let's talk about um, one of your other books. Let's talk about broken tracks beneath forgotten windows. What's the theme of that? What What would you like to know about? Well, um, what would you like our listeners to know? Oh, um, well, um, to be honest, since I have the radio time, I would like a chance for people to read them. And it sounds silly being a writer. You're probably thinking, a lot of people listening are probably like, you've already written them. People, you've already written them. People are reading them. Well, yeah. that's not always the case. With being an author that's not a huge name, you can have the most fantastic product. It's very hard to get people to take a chance on you and just read it. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I would say, you know, for that book there, I put a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of myself into it, and I can almost guarantee that if people are looking for a good fictional read, if they read that, they would love it. Yeah, it's about James Threadwells, who's a person like many of us, but he regrets things in the past, and they, and they come out every now and again, so he learns this. He learns how to handle his regrets. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's holding on to, to something. He's holding on to something from years ago that he has to eventually let go of, correct? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all right. Are you still, are you on? I can't, it's hard to hear you. Are you there? Oh, I'm still here, yep. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. All right, so tell us, we're going to go to break in a couple minutes. Tell us again, people can get these fiction books on Amazon.com, Correct. Uh, yes, again, if they put in my name, Jason, with middle initial J, last name Tavares, uh, T-A-V-A-R-E-S, uh, they can put it on a Google search, and they pop up, or you can just go to Amazon, is the easiest, and all three of them are right there. Mm, very good. Um, how do you write when you write? Do you just, does it kind of pour out of you, Jason, or do you use a tape recorder, or do you just use paper, or do you use the computer? How do you write? I actually um, live on sticky notes and napkins. Um, really? I could be somewhere and I'll have an idea. Or I'll write it down, put it in my pocket, or if I wake up at night, 
I'll be like, oh, it's a good idea. I'll write it down. Because, mm. you know, things you may be doing in one moment, 20 other things happen over the next few hours and you forget about it. Everybody, imagine, gets busy. So I try to write down as many notes as I can and I'll write down how I felt that day, what I was wearing, the date, the weather. Because if I don't look back at it for three or four months, I want to be able to go back to that moment. So that's how I keep track of things. When I compile, you know, when I go and sit down to actually write, I'll compile what's important for what I'm looking for for that story. And if I'm not going to use that thought, I put it away for something I may write later on. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are talking to Jason Tavares, and he is a fiction author of three books and about to be a fourth book. And you can log log on to Amazon.com and go to Jason Tavares, T-A-V-A-R-E-S. And his books are The Shadow Inside, Existence and Broken Tracks Beneath Forgotten Windows. And he is, again, writing another book as we speak. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century. Family Matters with Dr. Virginia Collin will focus on building and maintaining healthy family relationships. We will discuss marriage, divorce, family mediation, parenting, lifestyles, and mental health, all kinds of family matters. Our show will feature guest experts and your participation, too. You can listen to Family Matters live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My guest is Jason Tavares, and he's the author of three books, The Shadow Inside, Existence, The Tale of a Fanged Killer, and Broken Tracks Beneath Forgotten Windows. Each of these fictional stories can be found on Amazon.com. 
he started writing as a high school student and has been writing ever since. And he gets his inspiration just from life and meeting people and talking to people. And now Jason is doing something very creative. He's creating his own films on, you know, it's like, Jason, it's kind of like, you know, you're up on a dollar a day or today it's you're up on $10 a day. Well, it's kind of like Jason making a film for, you know, $150 or less, which is amazing. So tell us about this. This is fascinating, how you get your characters and your ideas and how you do the filming. Well, um, a lot of the stories that I write, um, I feel like a certain, let's say I had a certain topic that I wanted to write about, and I say, hey, that topic I want to make into a book. Well, I may have a a couple of other topics that I don't necessarily want to expand on, like a book or a short story, so I make them into a film. And the, the longest film I've ever made is like 24 minutes with the shortest being six. And I'm trying to make all films now between four and six. Um, so p- somebody can click on it. If they get an extra five or six minutes, they can sit there and watch it and get something out of it. And then at the end, I advertise the books up to go to Amazon because the books are separate ideas from the films. But in order to make the films, I don't write out like a heavily detailed script. It's more or less a generalized script because I'm not going to ask somebody who's going to be in it to memorize you know, lines and lines of script. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't pay, pay people to be in the film, but I do put your name in the credits, and your name will be spelled correctly. I always guarantee people that. And it gives them a, a regular person. I don't go for actors or I don't do casting calls. I actually approach people on my own, and I've been able to build a small acting base of people that are interested in being in them. So when I do put something together, I'm like, hey, I might be filming X, Y, and Z, are you interested? You'd be good for this. And usually if they had a good time in the past, which most people do, they come back to being... Now, how do you find them, them, Jason? How do you find these folks? Uh, just asking them. Uh, like, for instance, there's a guy at a grocery store I'm looking to approach because he reminds me of Serpico, which was a movie uh, Al Pacino did in yes. 1973. He looks yeah. like that guy. I said it to him one day, he started laughing. And I said, no one's ever told you that? He goes, no. And I said, would you ever be in a short film? He goes, no. <laughs> Well, I was like, all right, I got to work on this guy. Yeah. You know, he's somebody I got to work on. But it's funny, every now and again, you'll be having a conversation with somebody, and they're like, oh, geez, you know, I'd like, I wish I could be an actor. I wish I could do this yeah. or write. And I'm like, I'll put you in a film, and I can, you know, take maybe a few hours of your time. We'll have a good short film you could be in. All right, now, how do you film it? The opportunity. How do you film it? Well, we it? use a, a, a small handheld camera. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend's the camera lady. Um, she likes doing it and, you know, enjoys doing all filming, so... Um, you know, I write, I write the film, uh, locate an area. Rhode Island's fantastic for area because it's so diverse. Like, you go southern Rhode Island, you have farms and ocean. You come up north, you've got Providence, you've got the east side. You know, you've got so many old buildings and wooded areas. I mean, it's just, you, everywhere you turn, you can film in Rhode Island. So, you know, it's very positive for that. And it's such a small place. You're only traveling, you know, 36 by 48 miles to get anywhere. If you go further than that, you're in another state. Um, so location's easy. Um, items that I have people wear, I either you know, ask them to go through their own, own wardrobes to find stuff that I would need, or I just go buy it at Savers or Goodwill, take mm-hmm. it to the laundromat, wash it, and then you know, people can keep the wardrobe afterwards as something mm-hmm. from the set. And where you know, do you the put these films? Where easy. can people see these films? On YouTube? Yep, if you go to YouTube and you type in my name, Jason, middle initial J, last name Tavares, um, all the films are on there, and you can even see me sing a song that I wrote mm. called Broken Tracks Beneath Forgotten Windows. I'm a horrible singer, mm. but it's a way I use to promote my book, and it's a pretty good song, actually. 
Now, do you, um, when you do these films, Jason, do you take any of the excerpts from your book, or is this new original material, different material? Uh, all original, and then I advertise the books as a separate product at the end. Interesting. Hmm. Now, in these short, new short stories that you're writing right now, will you make any of those into a movie or a film? Um, I hopefully somebody will pick up on the fact that I'm not going anywhere with writing, that I'm going to continually do it. I'm hoping some big movie industry will want to do that. <laughs> That's like a, you know, a deep-rooted goal of mine. So maybe those stories I won't turn into a short film, but maybe, mm. you know, Paramount or maybe hopefully mm-hmm. my idol Sylvester Swan one day will contact me and mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, let's yeah. do a film. Let's do a big goal I want to, well, and, and, and speaking of, you know, how you put it all together, because... Obviously, in order for them to contact you, you've had to make this happen and be successful, which you've done. You've really made it happen for yourself. What would you say to aspiring writers or filmmakers? What would you say? Get a camera, write your ideas on a napkin. I mean, what, what would be your advice to somebody who comes to you and says, Jason, I'd love to do what you're doing? Um, well, I always tell them, I give them my email and tell them you can call me anytime, email me. I'd be happy to help you. But the biggest thing is to never quit. And don't mm-hmm. listen to people that put you down. Other people will always put you down if they can't do it or mm-hmm. don't have the aspiration to even try. So mm-hmm. just continue on. And if you have to take time away, put it in a folder, fold it up, put it in a place where you know you're going to go back to, but never quit on it. Always continue. Would you also say, Jason, that they should get their ideas down the minute they're in their head or they're going to lose them? Yeah, I would write down ideas when you get them. As, you know, write them on a napkin or, you know, wherever you have handy. Um, and even write down what you're wearing that day, as crazy as that sounds. I like to write down the weather, what I'm wearing, how I feel, maybe who I was hanging out with at that time, where I'm living. Because if you don't look at those notes for six months to a year, you may forget that moment and you can't go back to it. So mm-hmm. just little notes like that. You know, kind of fold it up, date it, and then, you know, stick it in your Rolodex wherever you decide to keep your papers. Mm. Now, it's interesting because you do fiction. Do you ever write nonfiction? And if you do, how are they different? I mean, I'm a nonfiction writer. I'm more of a self-help how-to writer. And I tell stories, but I'm not a fiction writer. And I think they're quite different. What do you think? I tried to write nonfiction, and I started to do a story, and I ended up turning it into a scary story. Interesting. Oh, I did yeah. totally from the nonfiction. Yeah. Um, I, I give nonfiction a lot of credit because you really have to stick to the facts. And with me, I yeah. like to veer either on scary or action, yeah. and yeah, and it's it's hard. So I know in my my brain is pretty much just the fictional brain. <laughs> yeah, interesting, interesting. And mine is probably the opposite. You know, the more nonfiction and the more self help. All right. So, what would you like to leave our listeners with in terms of your message for today about all of your books, Jason? If you had one thing to leave our listeners with, what would it be? I would like to say, you know, all the books, of course, um, to give not only myself but other writers out there. If you don't know the writer's name and you think, you know, what they're doing might be interesting, check them out, give them a chance, at least read it. Uh, my books can all be found on Amazon.com under my name, Jason J. Tavares. Um, and if somebody's very skeptical about reading a book from somebody that's not necessarily a huge name, I have them on there it's on Kindle for only 99 cents. So you can't go wrong for a dollar. Absolutely, absolutely. And how can people find you by email or internet? Uh, my email is a little weird, but if they go to my Facebook page, that would be the best bet. And it's just um, author Jason J. Tavares. Um, if they Google it like that, 
They'll find the page. They can go right to okay. it. It's a fan page, so they'd have okay. to like it, and then I'd be happy to talk with them from there. All right, and they can also listen to this interview, which will be on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel. Jason, it's really been great to have you on the program. Oh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's really been great. All right, I'll stand line for a minute. All right, folks, um, that wraps up uh, this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Go on to my website, patriciaraskin.com, and you'll be able to see guests that I have on. I have on other radio shows on network radio as well as on internet radio, and um, would love to have you take a look at that. I give a lot of talks as well as write books, so you can see all of that on my website. And I do coaching as well, so uh, I would love to hear from you at patriciaraskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.